Welcome to this latest uh, Business Leader Insights interview. Uh, for this series, we're interviewing inspirational business figures. And today we're talking to entrepreneur Chika Russell. Uh, you may know Chika from her appearance on Dragon's Den, where she got five offers uh, for her business before actually deciding to go on her own. For those that you don't know about Business Leader, do go visit us at www businessleader.co.uk and a little bit about Chika uh, before we start the interview. Uh, Chika is an international entrepreneur, mentor and speaker as I mentioned. Uh, she grew up uh, in Nigeria and has always been immersed in that country's culture and food. Uh, these formative experiences inspired her to leave a decade-long successful career in finance to create Chika's which is now a well-known retail brand which is sold in supermarkets and also online. As I mentioned, she also took part in BBC's Dragon's Den, where, he, where she received five offers. So now we'll crack on with the interview and uh, welcome Chika. Obviously, welcome uh, Chika and, and good to speak to you. I mean, it would be good just to initially talk about you and your journey and the steps of you know how you went to, about creating the business and what you did before. Well, I started my, um, my career in, in finance and banking, um, so numbers kind of come naturally to me. And I did my management accountant um, course as well, which is uh, SEMA. And it came a time where, you know, I was really busy learning and, and love, love learning and absorbing information. But then I found myself, you know, I was married and, and pregnant and, and uh, realized that, you know, the hours that I was working were not, uh, you know, how I wanted to, um, you know, raise my, my child. And I wanted to be a really present mum. And so, you know, there's so many things happening at once that, that you know, the wanting to be a, um, a present mom and the need to keep developing and also wanting to promote more, you know, my childhood and how I grew up uh, in Nigeria and, and the fun and the joy I had and the freedom and the, and the food and the food was just incredible. So I decided that I was going to kind of launch something which was going to be sustainable um, and was going to use great ingredients, uh, was about championing good causes and, and doing business with a good ethos. And, um, and basically I decided to kind of go into food and it really, there was no other option. It was the calling to do food, um, that championed, um, causes and empowered girls was just, it was the only way to go forward. And basically, you know, Chica's, um, was launched and suddenly I was pitching to the likes of, you know, Waitrose and Ocado and uh, Holland and Barrett's and yeah, and uh, Whole Foods, and it was it was it was going well. If you you know, um, and of course this is you know years condensed into a thirty second summary, but um, I guess the reality of starting was about putting each stage that I was trying to get to into a box, if you like, or a circle, and um, doing all the parts necessary, um, you know, to kind of make that circle move, if you like, from the conceptualization of, of the proposition to the packaging and the design and the product development, you know, you kind of get the help of um, people who um, you can get, you get along with and you know, you like what, what they do. And that's what I did. No, no, uh, uh, that, that's good stuff, um, Chica. And obviously, uh, uh, well, all, all of our readers will be entrepreneurs, business leaders, and, and many will have, have kind of done similar 
um, things to yourself, Chico. And just in terms of you know what it's like to go from a, a job which is kind of relatively safe, I guess it was um, salaried, you know, to take that step to be an entrepreneur and take that risk. W- were you worried at the time, and, and what kind of made your decision to kind of just just go for it? You know, no, I wasn't. And um, I've, I've realised about myself is that I'm a super super optimistic person uh, and incredibly positive as well. And this is a problem, actually. It can be really a big problem because you often don't think enough about pitfalls. And, you know, you consider them, but you kind of don't think, no, that won't happen. It's fine. You know, this is going to happen. And so um, you only, for me, you tend to kind of question things when things are not working. Um, so when I decided to leave my job, as I you know, mentioned, it was there was kind of nothing which said, Oh my God, are you doing the right thing? Should you do it? It was a case of, I'm leaving my job. I'm going to start my own business. I'm going to do good. I'm going to empower other women. There's just, there's literally no doubt in my mind. And I, and I went for it. Um, and so I think if you're going to take the step to leave your job and, you know, like all the other entrepreneurs who kind of have moved, um, in this direction of having their own business, I, I would imagine for them, there was no other way. It, it was a calling, you know, for them. And um, and so once you start, you then, of course, problems come and you deal with them. But you you recognise, well, I've got to deal with them because the only way is to move forward. Now that's interesting, uh, Chika. I think that, that, that kind of concept of, you know, that there is no other option is something that I think uh, uh, many uh, people will uh, relate to. But I want to talk about, obviously, you know, many people will know you from your appearance on uh, Dragon's Den. And Deborah Meaden described it as one of the, the, the best pitches she has seen. So, I mean, you got offers from all of the Dragons, but decided to back yourself in the end. Can you just talk us through why you made that decision and, and the process of appearing on the show? Yeah. Um, so, first of all, um, you know, the reason why I decided to go on the show was because once I had validated that there was a place for uh chicas in the in the snack in already very condensed industry industry um i decided i wanted to accelerate it and to do that i needed the support and help of people who knew what they were doing they'd already been there before and were going to work super hard next to me to you know really kind of accelerate the the business and so for me the proven people or the proven track record were the dragons um because you know the view is that I've seen what they've done. Each of them have had successes by virtue of being a dragon. That's why they're there. But also with other brands they have invested in, and and so I literally um, again it was no other option. I was going to call, get in touch with the den, and I was going to be on the show, and that was it. Um, and so I got in touch and you know went through the process, um, and they had said, oh, um, we will um, sure come in and let's let's meet. And you won't hear anything from us, you know, probably like six months um, whilst we kind of see other people and we'll be back in touch. Uh, and so I went in and literally I remember two days later, they called and said, yeah, great. Um, we'll have we'll have you on the show. And so that's really, you know, how it happened. The process of being on the show was, you know, it's, there's a lot of work you do beforehand, a lot of work. It's not just a turn up and for a few minutes you go, no, they literally, everything, including my bra size was in the documents I supplied, you know, beforehand, not literally my past life, like every detail. Um, and um, so, you know, the, 
standing there, it was hours, hours in my six-inch heel and, you know, um, remaining composed. And there are lots of questions, you know, uh, three hours plus worth of them. And, you know, the process was really fun and enjoyed it immensely. The dragons are all very, very charming. Uh, this kind of, oh, they're dragons and horrible, forget it. Deborah is incredible and Peter, literally the most complimentary, nicest person. Um, so I was, again, I didn't go in expecting all five of us offers from the dragons. I didn't go in expecting that they would be arguing over who, you know, wanted to work with Chica's. But at the same time, I didn't see rejection either. And I didn't see them ridiculing the business or myself. And that's just my mindset in that I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it well and something good will come of it. And, and really that was all I, um, I had. And so I guess that makes me a risk taker to some extent because sometimes you can be made to look an absolute fool, can't you? Anyway, so um, after the show um, and, and having, you know, uh, partnered with Peter and being elated at, you know, having this dragon and kind of what we're going to build together, you know, and the relationship was good. Yeah, super excited. I just think that, you know, um, afterwards and kind of going through our plans in more detail in terms of kind of where um, I wanted Chica's to kind of get to in the direction and again, what the business was really centered on. Um, and I cannot stress enough that at the core of Chica's is you know, we have this woman, Chiquita, and she is everything that we stand for. She's strong, she's bold, uh, she's she's a giver, and she shares. And Chiquita is all about sharing and giving and supporting good causes. Sure, I have investors and I have to make, you know, returns and, and I'm unashamedly commercial about that. However, you know, my motivations um, and how hard I work has to be more than just that, um, you know. So it became... Um, for, you know, Peter and I were not able to, um, for me to continue and work as hard as I knew I'd need to and feel very motivated. It just, yeah, it, it was better for, for me to kind of do my thing by myself, um, for the time being. Um, and, you know, and again, I wasn't, I mean, don't get me wrong. It was nerve wracking. It was, it was quite stressful at the time. Because here I had this incredible person, super nice, got along with him. He had experience, he had knowledge, he had um, financial support. And I am deciding that I'm not going to work with him. Why? I mean, it sounds ridiculous and only something a mad person would do. Maybe I'm slightly mad, but um, <laughs> I, yeah, it just, I wasn't in my gut blown away um, by it anymore. And a bit like marriage, kind of when you say yes, you really have to feel it in your bones and like, and can't imagine any other way forward. And I could see another way forward. And so, yeah, that's, that, that was why. No, thanks, uh, Chica. That's a, that's a really fascinating insight into the mechanics of the whole thing and, and how it works. And, and obviously the, the, the decision has turned out to be a, a very positive one. I just want to talk now about obviously 2020. You know, it's it's been a year like no other uh, for business um, of all sizes. I mean, how has your business been impacted? You know, retail has had uh, you know, it's, it's you know, certain supermarkets have done well, but yeah, it'd be good to get an insight into how your products are faring and and has it changed your kind of outlook on the business? 
Um, yeah, I mean, 2020, like most, really knocked us sideways. It was, it's been incredibly tough. And I'm looking forward to, um, you know, the next nine months passing. Um, you know, the way our business is set up, um, it was half grocery, retail, um, and then the other half was high street, on-premise. Um, you know, we were big suppliers to um, national chains like the Hilton. Um, we were um, partners to the yeah, supply in the Hilton Group, the Marriott's, um, and so many of kind of the hotels in and around London, uh, five-star, four-star. And that was really when, you know, you've had your biggest month, our biggest revenue month life to date was March. And we had all these incredible plans and all of the contract caterers we had secured. It was, yes, oh my God, this is so amazing. And, um, and then, you know, the announcement of lockdown came, but our sales continued. And we were like, oh, oh my God, this is incredible. You know, we're still growing and kind of, you know, there was, there was a lockdown, but thank God. And then suddenly, you know, April dipped a bit. And then in May, the tap turned off. It was literally like night and day. And, and so, you know, like, um, you know, all these many is kind of, okay, well, what happens now? And, I mean, I've not seen this done before. Where can I read about it? What do we need to do? Um, those kind of didn't exist. So um, we found ourselves kind of um, slightly confused, actually, um, as to kind of what we're going to do. But very quickly, you know, is that kind of fight or flight? You know, what are we going to do? We're absolutely going to uh, fight. We're not going anywhere. So, you know, like many other businesses, you you know, you look at what you have and you figure out how you're going to pivot your offering. If you can't come to me, I'm going to come to you, um, essentially. So, you know, we lost 40% of our business, like literally immediately. Um, and, you know, and it's not, there's nothing anybody could do. You know, those establishments were, were closed. The high street was closed. WH Smith's was closed. Um, uh, to travel, the airlines that we supplied stopped. So, um, we decided that we had to really become, you know, online was the way. Um, and we quickly, you know, we did the website, uh, improved the user experience, the journey, and figured out how to be more more digital. And that had been something we had never done before because uh, we were growing offline. And we always knew digital was super important, but it wasn't, we didn't deem it a priority there and, and, there and, and then. And it became like everything and so um our online customers um like ocado um like uh, amazon which we weren't uh, selling on before our own web shop um you know waitrose online we focused on making our offering really shout and uh, yeah and that really is kind of what made the difference um you know people like um the, uh, the vegan kind of barabox which we just worked with them super closely and so we've managed to not without sweat blood tears and hard work but we've managed to um continue growing through 2020 in spite of losing you know 42 percent um of our of our revenue since um since may no thank you uh, for that insight there Tico. i just want to now now talk about um one issue that, that we're finding, uh, and quite rightly, many business leaders are talking about is diversity in and you know different sectors. I mean, what what's your take on you know uh, female representation and, and the representation of minorities in the sector you're in? Do you think more needs to be done? Uh, I just want to get your insight into that. Um, such an incredible um, you know 
uh, time, actually, because whilst it's stemmed from not so positive things uh, and events, it has brought about incredible um, mindfulness around it and people being super aware, those who just didn't think about it and those who were aware but didn't kind of know what to do about diversity and inclusion and, and championing it or, or not. Um, and it's such, uh, you know, particularly for myself, you know, I'm a female, I'm a mum, I'm, I'm a black woman. So you have all of these things which diversity and inclusion, um, you know, tackles. Um, it's 100% needed. Uh, there absolutely can be more done uh, and there's lots to do. Um, but actually what I'm finding in all of the various um, initiatives that I'm invited to join, to speak at, to, um, to listen in on, that there is lots um, happening and the conversation is evolving and it keeps going. And, you know, people who have a voice, um, lots of them are using it um, because the reality is, you know, as soon as as soon as you, you you achieve something or do something which others either feel that they can't do or um, haven't yet done or you know can't do, those are the people who have voices, you know, and, and often the biggest voices. And so what this, you know, period of the last uh, seven months has done is encourage those people to stand up and, and speak and, and to be heard. And so in, in this industry, um, FMCG and grocery, there are so many um, initiatives. Um, and, and I'm super proud, uh, actually, um, recently to be um, acknowledged by uh, the IGDs uh, uh, as you know, uh, an influential person in championing change um, in the industry, uh, because if you do not stand for what you believe in, then what do you stand stand for? And it's kind of one of those topics. For some people, it's a bit. Oh God, we've heard about this. We've literally chewed this so much. I'm just kind of over it. And it's like, okay, well, shall I stop talking now? No, no, actually, I'm going to talk some more so you can, if you've heard it, hear it again. And if you've heard it again, listen one more time so that it really is ingrained in you um, and you understand the need for you and your platform to kind of to join in this conversation. Um, and people like, you know, um, Co-op are doing an incredible job, uh, Sainsbury's an incredible job, and there's so many businesses uh, who are using what they have to do more and um at Ocado, um, you know, they've been running an initiative on how they actually bring on and create a Bain group within the business. How do we attract more businesses um, from uh, people from the ethnic minority? How do we make them feel more included and make Ocado, you know, more accessible? And the industry definitely needs it um, because not every entrepreneur is um, super confident um, and believes that they have a right to be where they are. Um, and so, you know, and the knockbacks in the industry are, are you know, are tough um, and can be brutal. The competition is right. So having businesses like these actually open their arms and say, we want you and you have a voice with us. It's incredible. That's good to, to, to hear that uh, positive outlook there, uh, Chika. And you just, you mentioned championing change. I know that uh, Chika Food is associated with, with World Vision. And can you just tell us a, a little bit about what that is? Yeah. So um, I, God, like, the, uh, where to start? So I am um, the youngest of seven children. And whilst I was born in the UK, I was, I moved to Nigeria to, um, you know, because my dad really wanted his children to have a huge affinity and recognize, you know, their roots and, you know, know the culture. 
Um, and, you know, so in Nigeria, kind of enjoying my, my life and carefree time, um, making great friends. One day my parents said, oh, you're, you're moving to um, London permanently where you're going to start studying. Oh, like the music stopped playing. It's like, what, what do you mean? And I, I have all my great friends here. And um, having to move away and start this new brilliant life in education, I left some friends behind who didn't have uh, the same opportunity. They didn't have the same, you know, um, support that I had and, and great fortune. And it was really a slight indoors moment for me, being that I got to come to the UK, but my friends, you know, they, they couldn't even continue their education in Nigeria because of a disparity in um, how uh, often male children are treated in, in families that don't have, you know, as, as much money. And so these female friends of mine, um, recognizing, you know, for me, even age six, that it was just wrong uh, that they had to, um, you know, grow up at age 12, working in their parents' store and not having access to education. I knew that whatever I did in life, at any point in time that I could, I was going to help make that difference for my friend, if it, you know, and, and for my my. Uh, numerous friends and if I could just change one person's life it was something I didn't have to do I did it because I because I because I wanted to and so um, I started uh, my journey of um, sponsoring um, girls actually um, at age 16 uh, with little pocket money that I uh, I had and then um, when I moved into bank and I earned a bit more I changed my sponsorship um, you know from one to 16 and that's kind of when I speak about you know uh, a confluence of things happening um, I wanted to start a business which was really based around the whole giving back um, as well as, don't get me wrong, really, really good snacks and good food. But at the core was how sustainability, how we could um, sustainably support and empower more, more females through education. And so I was incredibly honoured when World Vision um, welcomed us into the Empowering Girls program. And so our snack, you know, for change is about, you know, we didn't, and it's great because lots of businesses do this. And in any way you can give, it's perfect. Even if it's something you just thought of recently, Chica's was built around giving back. So um, we decided that every penny, um, every bag we sell, um, a penny a bag will be um, will go towards uh, empowering girls program. And it wasn't dependent on how much money we made or lost or whether we were profitable or not. It's irrespective. Every bag we sell you know, Penny goes towards um, this uh, great cause. And it's it's incredible because it's not just um, about, uh, you know, sending a girl to school, you know, the work that World Vision do. It's about how you change mindsets. And a bit like, you know, the challenges we have, you know, this side, um, you know, where in the UK, whereby, um, you know, people, leaders, decision makers, policy makers, have to understand the need for diversity and inclusion is something they have to champion and it has to you know trickle down uh, from the top because if you do all the work on the ground the people who make the decisions who do do the hiring who decide to list the products don't champion it then it's it's, it's futile and so similarly in africa um, and around the world in fact the work that world vision do is about um helping to educate and um 
you know, help business leaders to understand the importance of girls and the, and the role they play in society. Um, you know, if you educate a girl, she will educate her children. She's less, um, you know, likely to uh, be married off at age 14. She can really um, help to improve her community. And the more people educating the community, the more the community will, will thrive. Um, they see their role no, not just about um, being a homekeeper or helping mum at home or managing the family business. It's about how you can give more back. Um, and so, yeah, we've been, um, you know, really fortunate to be um, involved in their, their programme. And, you know, the more we sell, the more we can do. Um, but we have got a very, um, you know, big target, uh, which I'm confident uh, on achieving. And that is to have touched 38,000 girls by 2025. Um, and, and yeah, and we're well on the way. Thanks, Chika. Uh, that, that's uh, a very inspiring um, story there. And I just want to ask you a, a couple of final questions. Being, looking into 2021 now, considering 2020, what, what are you looking forward to most? Oh, um, I said I'm probably going to kind of maybe uh, do more reading <laughs> for myself in 2021, as I do enjoy reading. But I'm looking forward to growth. I'm looking forward to continued success. I'm looking forward to um, a little bit more. I don't mind the instability. Um, you can even say I probably enjoy it a bit because it keeps my mind super active and me on my toes. Um, but I think all of us could do with a bit more um, predictability in, in what we do. Uh, you know, with you know, with COVID um, and and then with Brexit. So from a business perspective. Um, Whilst I'm excited for 2021, because I think, and fingers crossed, that we have kind of touched wood through the worst um, of, uh, of this pandemic. Um, and also, you know, on a personal level for you know, the millions of people who is, has wrecked their lives, I think the world would be slightly happier place uh, in, in 2021 because of all of the absolute craziness um, of, of 2020. No, thank you. Can I, um, uh, one penultimate question. What, what is your piece of advice to someone who might be watching, is working in a company, think about launching their own business? Um, if you're thinking about it and you feel that you are, you have this calling to do it, you have to just get on with it. And I always use this acronym, uh, which is GAWI, get on with it. Just go. Um, of course, not without first at least, you know, trying to, um, analyze, do as much analysis as you can and risk mitigation. And um, and there's something I call, um, you know, a, a pre-mortem. And this is really for any decision you want to make or you're thinking about doing, just assess what happens just if not, you know. And, and the reality is for, you know, for many of us, if you leave your job and you kind of give yourself a period of time to really follow your your dream or what you think is your calling, um, if it doesn't work, just go back to your job. You know, you know, yeah. uh, dust off your CV and just get back out there. And you'll love yourself for having tried. Um, and if it doesn't work, it's not, you know, you know, this kind of thing about failure. I, I tried, it didn't work. I'm scared of uh, failing. You know, business is, is just so full of, as I mentioned, uh, letdowns, rejection. It's literally like this the whole time, up and down. Um, and I look at my experience 
as a real journey. It's, you know, and appreciating every stop I reach on my on my journey. So, you know, the highs, of, you know, at stop A, where something amazing has happened and then stop B, where it's been like an absolute mess. And as long as you, you know, move from, you know, stop to stop and you learn something at each way, if you do a whole loop and you come back to where you started um, and go back to working for uh, a business, that's okay because you've done a whole journey, you've stopped at many stops, you've, you know, you've had uh, richness of experience. And that is definitely, um, I think, what life is about, uh, experiences. No, thanks, uh, Chica, some good advice there. One final question. When are we going to see you on Dragons then in the chair? <laughs> um, well, you know, we have got uh, a bit more um, to to do um, with, with Chica's and it's, it's all happening. It's, it's great. But I, I love uh, helping people and I, and I think I would be um, a harsh but very supportive and encouraging encouraging um, dragon. So let's see, you know, uh, what you know what this space holds in, in the coming few few years. It definitely needs some, you know, some energy and some sass from. <laughs> no, definitely, thanks, Chica. We just want to say as well, we've we've been sent some uh, products and we highly recommend them they're really really good so uh that's great uh chicken thanks for sending them through a any final thing you wanted to add um the product you have there actually um are the rice crisps um that's uh, a super super new product um first of the market actually um of its kind and and yeah my most recent creation that which i'm super proud of so um yeah i thank you for having me um on on your show and and I hope that a couple of my words has resonated or helped, um, you know, provide clarity or comfort for, for people, um, for some, some people listening. I would say finally that, um, for, you know, as many of your, um, you know, the people who are listening are business owners, I think being a business owner or a business leader um, can definitely feel overwhelming and um and, and lonely uh sometimes but i think all of us have to you know take advantage as much as possible of the small wins that you know we experience um because sometimes they're not they're not you know not enough of them and like me we often are always looking okay that's great i'm so glad we've been listed there i'm so glad we've had our biggest month okay you know what's next and um taking the time to reflect on those difficult parts or when things are a bit easier making time to find your balance is like a bank that builds up so that when things are really crappy for a, an extended period of time you can kind of reach into your bank and kind of live off live off your stores so i think that's really important for you know for all of us and yeah and something i recommend for everyone to do